egg, bacon, American cheese, soft, toasted, buttered roll, just a gush of hot sauce. Not too much, Sal. What a way to start my new life. <sighs> With the perfect egg sandwich. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Well, we're dipping back into the DC Universe. Keeping it pretty light after Shazam with Birds of Prey. Hoot hoot. Go, go. There's your Birds of Prey. And the Crow. Oh, what a crossover. Yeah. Um, to me, this is like a an interesting entry in the DC cinematic universe. Because it was like them dipping back into what was most palatable from the first Suicide Squad, which I know we didn't cover that uh, on the pod because we didn't want to watch it again. Um, But obviously, like, the only thing that people really came away from that was that Margot Robbie was great as Harley Quinn. So I think this was a good call to try to capture that energy again. Also, we didn't see this in theaters. We saw it during COVID. Yeah, I don't think we watched it until it was on HBO Max. Yeah. So, I don't remember, like, you know, what the what the context was or, like, what people's thoughts on the movie were before it came out. I know that it didn't do great. I feel like most people watched it on HBO Max. I, I think you're right. Because also, like, one, I think it was, like, a lot of... A big point of discussion was, like, was calling it Birds of Prey a bad idea? I like, think do people, so. People just kind of glossed over it and didn't really think that it was a Harley Quinn movie. Like, I think when it came out, I kept forgetting what it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, I mean, honestly. And also, um, I thought this was in 2019, but this actually did come out in 2020. It came out right before COVID, like in February. So that also maybe affected, I mean, I by then it, it would have been out for like over a month at that point. Yeah. So probably not. But I think they later did um, retitle it Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, just because, you know. Too late, y'all. It it had, like, the tagline. It was, the full title is technically Birds of Prey in parentheses and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, which is a fun name, but it's also maybe confusing to people. It's a fun name for a sequel. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Which I feel like her sequel is The Suicide Squad. Definitely. And it just goes to show that, I mean, they did bring back a few characters from the first Suicide Squad in the sequel. I mean, but the emphasis was really on Harley Quinn and then also Rick Flagg. Everybody else was just kind of there at one point or another. What? In The Suicide Squad? Yeah, I was saying, like, that's a sequel to the Harley Quinn. Yeah, no, I was just saying that, like, I was just restating that people like Harley Quinn and people like writing Harley Quinn. I think that's why they keep bringing her back. Like she's like kind of the core of this little facet of the DC universe, which I think is cool. They pulled something worthwhile out of the first Suicide Squad. And I think people like the show. Oh yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about the show. Is that Kaylee Cuoco? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. We've been thinking about, or at least talking a little bit about doing that on the pod, but I don't know exactly how we would cover it because right now it's like three seasons in, I think. Um, it's a lot, but I think we could we could do it if we really wanted to. It is... Yeah, you're right. Yep. Keely Cuoco? Don't that? ask me to say anything. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I would like to check that out. Um, but yeah, so this movie starts off with like a little animated opening which I think was a fun start, a fun way to catch up audiences. Do you like that? What was the animation? Well, do you not... I know she's, like, narrating, like, her life. It's pretty much just, like, yeah, it goes from, like, her being, like, younger and then, like, going into school and, like, and then getting to Arkham and, like, all of that. And it covers very briefly the bit of backstory that we get from the first right. Suicide Squad. I just don't think I even was registering that it was animation. Yeah, yeah. 
But no, I, I like her narration throughout the whole movie, and that's not something I always love in a film, but I think it works really well in this movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it fits totally with, like, the how bombastic the style is, and that's carried throughout with, like, all the slow-mo and effects that they use. Um, and, like, this isn't an origin story movie, so they were able to, I think, get away with that by having her be like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is, like, this person. You don't, you can just catch up with me right now. Which is also just so funny because... It rips Harley Quinn out of Suicide Squad and just punts Jared Leto just off the field entirely. In a plot that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it it does. And at the same time, I wish we had like, actually seen it kind of like devolve like in live action just because I think that would be like if yeah, they... Yeah, but then we'd have to get Jared Leto back. I know. And He's like really busy only, with Morbius. Yes, that and apparently only Zack Snyder like wants to use, and that's why he brought him back for the Snyder cut. Everybody else is like, you can keep him, but yeah. So having them like start off in this place where they're broken up makes a lot of sense because what the bit that we saw of them before was nothing good. Of course, their relationship is never good. It's always toxic. Um, toxic waste. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and uh, so. They, they, they have broken up, obviously, and quite frankly, I am disgusted by the image of Harley Quinn spraying cheese whiz directly into her mouth. Anyone just spraying canned cheese, it's it's pretty gnarly. She's living her best life. I guess. Almost. I mean, like, you know, it's it's a low point, but that breakfast sandwich, now that I can get down with. That was a high point. Um, I, the, her backstory, first of all, is like really horrifying. Um, and I do want to see it though. Like I want them to do an origin for her and have maybe a new Joker. Um, because I think it would be really good. I agree. Yeah. That... And maybe like include like poison ivy or something like that into it. Cause she also even mentions Batman. I'm like, that would be such a fun movie. Yeah. It's almost a shame that, like, this is hamstrung by all the other movies being, like, in the Snyderverse, and there's all these characters that are kind of off-limits because I don't think anybody knows, like, what the plan is, so you probably have someone, like, breathing down your neck being like, well, you can bring in this character, but you can't do blank with them, and so on and so forth. Can you imagine this Harley Quinn with Robert Pattinson's The Batman? Jesus. How fun would that be? That would be... I feel like the dynamic would really work for yes. like what I know of them. I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And like Zoe Kravitz's character being like, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I want to see that. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I I think that would be really good. I mean, I think I don't think there's gonna be a sequel to this movie, but I mean, they're letting stuff fall through the cracks if they're not making sure they're utilizing this Harley Quinn more. Why do you say they're not doing another one? I thought, I I just assumed they'd want to keep Margot Robbie. Well, I think they do want to keep Margot Robbie, but I was just on the Wikipedia. So like it needed to make like $250 million to $300 million to break even, and it only made two hundred five. So like they lost like a like million dollars or like 45. $50, $45 million at least on this movie. So I, I'm guessing that, some higher ups and whatever the hell is going on at Warner Brothers now, let alone a couple years ago, are probably like, okay, put Margaret Robbie in other stuff, but she can't carry her own movie, which is sad because I feel like that's a marketing failure. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I think she could, de- like, especially now, it's like, what else are the DC fans looking for? Yeah, I just, I don't know what they want, but they are, they're doing a spinoff about Black Canary from this. Which like is a, that should be a TV like, show. I feel like I think they're giving her her own movie. Which that doesn't like why would they do that seem... if they aren't going to do another Harley Quinn? I don't know. Like an established character, and which I know it, Black Canary is too, but not in the same way. Yeah, and I mean, quite frankly, like I don't know. I I wouldn't walk away from this movie being like I Journey Smollett was like good, but I'm not like this is the character that gets. A movie. No, if anything, it would be like the Birds of Prey, like that group. Right. Not like 
I mean, maybe maybe it will be. I'm not I think like signing on for are. just Black Canary. Like I would watch it, but I'm not like coming to the movie for that. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think details are scarce. So I mean, more more women in superhero films, please. So like, I would of course support that, but I just think that that just doesn't make sense to do that and not to do another Harley Quinn or yeah, like whatever. they they. They have the setup done here, so why not? I don't know. We'll see what happens. And, yeah, like I said, with the the malfunction or dysfunction that is Warner Brothers right now, who knows, because everything is in the air, unfortunately. I also kind of forgot that this movie takes place in Gotham. It doesn't... Which is very funny to me. It doesn't feel like... Gotham. I mean, well, well yeah, it's well, New York, but she keeps calling. She keeps saying Gotham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they have obviously they they have like the Arkham reference. I think that pier that they're at at the end is like an established like Gotham thing. But now, like after having seen, uh, most recently the Batman, I'm like, that's that's Gotham. I'm like, there's too much sun here. I'm yeah, like, why is it just bright. <laughs> where's the smog that just permanently keeps the sun out? Um. Yeah, I mean, the other mashup I was thinking about during this, which I know sometimes we save these for the end, but um, I would love, love, love to see a Harley Quinn Venom movie. I know that's different universes. It'd be pretty wild, but though. That, I think that would also work really well together. Yes, I agree. Because, they're yeah, that would actually fly. Yeah, they would mesh really well. They have, like, I think that's why I was seeing it during the movie, because it feels like similar vibes. Yeah, I just want to see Tom Hardy and Margaret Robbie just, like, bouncing off each other doing crazy shit. Yeah, and then Venom getting jealous. Yes. <laughs> I did forget, though, that the next time we see Harley Quinn on the big screen, most likely, will be in the Joker sequel, in which she is played by Lady Gaga. So that's going to be interesting. Is it really it's, gonna be a musical? Uh signs signs point to yes. Incredible. But I don't you know, do they do they really have the follow through for it? I don't know. I don't know. Damn. And this is off topic, but I, I just saw that like because the original Joker made so much money, uh Joaquin Phoenix, he made four point five million dollars for the first movie and now he's getting twenty for the second one. What the hell? Those numbers don't mean anything to me. Isn't our like Robert Downey Jr. making like a hundred million? Yeah, but from he's a he's on movie? his he's on his own level. Yeah, but like, it is like Joaquin Phoenix, like a very sure established but Oscar I, winning that actor. Is true, but I think Joker is also supposed to be like a lower budget thing. They they weren't gonna throw. Yeah, but I just mean like. Yeah. No, I I know. I, I don't really know, besides Robert Downey Jr., like how much people are getting paid to be in comic book movies. I mean... I think Robert Pattinson probably made a pretty penny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would hope so, anyway. I hope he's getting that cash. Um, so we also get introduced pretty early on into the world of the Black Mask, who's played by Ewan McGregor. Who's, who's Such doing his a thing. funny role for him. Yes, actually, I don't think I know him from very much. Like, I don't either. No, I I have almost no reference for him, which is kind of embarrassing. I mostly know him as Obi Wan, but I feel like most people that's what I was gonna mostly say. know him from Obi Wan. I mean, I'm sure I've seen him in like uh, maybe a handful of other things. Like, I just feel like he was having a really good time playing the bad guy. Yeah, I agree. I honestly think he could have even hammed it up a bit more. I kind of liked it because we've seen some really hammy villains in this one. He was he was genuinely scary. Yeah, that's because true. he wasn't so silly like yeah. the whole time. And because that's also supposed to be Harley Quinn's thing. That and so kind of going off of that. Before we talk more about the plot, I guess is we we've been talking about Black Adam a little bit, like preparing to watch that mentally, preparing to watch that, and how. They're taking a, a normally a villainous character and making them the the protagonist. Presume, yeah, presumably he's going to be a good guy in the end. And then, like, that's what they do with this movie. And so, just thinking about like that, do you do you have any comments or thoughts? Well, that's an interesting point because, like, I don't know much about how Harley Quinn has been presented, like, on the 
protagonist or hero villain scale throughout DC comics and other media history. Cause I know that like she will frequently like team up with Batman sometimes like kind of opposing Joker, maybe some other villains. So I feel like they had a bit of wiggle room as to like who the, yeah, like who they have yeah. her go against is really what makes the difference. She's a maverick. She is a maverick. And it's, I- it's kind of hard to, well, sometimes like throughout the course of this movie, I would forget that somehow I would forget that she was like in league with the Joker for so long, even though that's the core crux of it is like she did all this fucked up stuff. And the only reason she wasn't dead yet is because she had protection from being with the Joker. But we saw her mostly doing bad stuff against other bad people. Like, I think that was well designed. Yeah. And I think that's not totally accurate, which is, I think what Rita's role is supposed to be is really, no, we don't trust her. Right. But like, we're coming from her point of view. And I, and I think people want to like Harley Quinn. Like yes. she's a fun character. So people are already on her side, even if she's going to be villainous. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right that like, because we see so little of her not fighting other villains, like other worse villains, it, it skews the moral perspective a bit. Cause like, if you go play like the, um, the Batman Arkham Asylum video games, like, Harley Quinn's, like, a real piece of work in those games. Like, she's killing people, like, left and right yeah. constantly. And Batman's like, you're annoying and you're also, like, a mass murderer. She's unwell. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and she's just painted to be a bit more, like, stable in this movie. And yeah. I, I guess that that's, like, on purpose because, like, she's no longer with the Joker. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's, a, that's an interesting perspective. Because people don't, I don't think, generally had the same problem as they would with Black Adam or Venom for this movie. Right. Yeah. It's the villains are now more fun to make movies about, but it's hard to make a movie where you're not rooting for the main character. Right. And I don't think DC has the capability of pulling a movie like that off. I think it's also hard to do it in a movie. Like it worked for breaking bad. Cause it's such a slow burn where you're like literally not rooting for right. Walter White in the end, but that came after seven seasons right. or whatever. I think Joker did an okay job of it for not... Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. That's well, probably a very good example. We'll though. talk about it when we get there. And in, in, yeah, in some ways. It's an interesting... We'll have to remember to talk about that when we do Joker because I think that's a really interesting like look into it. I mean, I, I can think of so many examples where they make you like or want to side with the villain, but not really where they make you root against the main character mm-hmm. of a movie. Yeah, it's hard. And I feel Maybe like it's also... Maybe Morbius, but not intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I was rooting for Morbius <laughs> even then. <laughs> even with I, that. I wonder also if part of it is like... Well, because speaking of Joker, there was like the whole like panic about like, oh, Joker's going to like inspire people to like go kill people. Not if we make it a musical. True. Which is also <laughs> like, I mean, after seeing Joker, also like I know because you haven't seen it, it's like it's... It was kind of absurdly, like, blown out of proportion. But also, like, lately, uh, you know, Better Call Saul just ended, so Breaking Bad memes have been, like, at an all-time high. And I've seen, like, a lot of people that, they, like, watch Breaking Bad, and they don't get it. They don't get that you're not supposed to like Walter White. And when the showrunners are like, oh, yeah, this guy's a bad person, and people are like, I don't know, I I still rooted for him at the end. I'm like, what's wrong with you? How could you watch that and be like, Oh yeah, that's that's my guy. Yeah, but it takes only, a lot. It took only, me a long time to be like, oh, I don't want him to succeed. That's true, but it was like I think there are some people that were just like letting everything slide. Well, and it like was, even at the end, and it was more like in relation to other characters. I was like, I don't want him to succeed because I only want Jesse to live and to be a happy boy. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they did as good of a job as you could executing a story like that. And there are some people that are just like, it just doesn't click that you're not supposed to root for them. Right. So I wonder if they're like, hmm, we don't want people to get the wrong idea here about what we're trying to tell the audience. Yeah, so food for thought. But that's not a problem in this movie um, because we see Black Mask cut off a kid's face. Oof, that is that's a rough, tough right? scene. I forgot that he actually did it. That's what I mean. He's like scary. Yeah. Like, and on, like, the bridge at the end or the pier, he's, like, spooky. Yeah. I mean, I, I think um, I, I can, I'm not going to even bother qualifying this because I don't know anything about any comic character ever. Black Mask seems super cool. 
I just like the idea of this guy who's like, I like that his only costume is the mask. Um, I played like one video game where he was the villain. And I just thought it was cool. He was like rounding up all the other villains to like go after Batman. I don't know. I don't know how different this iteration is from the usual. I'm guessing a lot more humorous, even though he wasn't yeah. himself that funny. But the other thought I had, which this is also going into the well of DC, is this all felt like it was happening in a Green Arrow uh, episode. This yes. felt like an episode out of Green yeah, Arrow. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Like, that villain feels like his, I don't know, like, sister's dad guy. Spoilers for Green Arrow. Uh, Yes. I mean, I totally get it. Also because, like, several of these characters are straight out of, like, they were in Arrow. Like, Black Canary was a huge right. character well, in that's, Arrow. Well, I actually wanted to double check, is that supposed to be the same yeah. person? Yeah, Dinah Lance or whatever. But her name's Sarah. Um, in, uh, actually, there was, what about, wasn't there, like, a Laurel Lance? And Laurel, yeah. Um, I think there was a Dinah Lance in Arrow. They called Sarah the Black Canary, at least in the beginning. We only watched two seasons of uh, Green Arrow. Yes. Um, oh, Dino Laurel Lance. Okay. There, there must have been a reveal there. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, my name's not actually Go by Laurel. my middle name, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. The Just like the whole vibe makes a lot of sense. It could totally fit into the Arrowverse, CWverse, whatever you want to call it. And like the whole crime boss, wealthy family, yeah. Huntress, because I bet the Huntress is in Green Arrow. Probably, I don't think we got to that, but probably. she felt straight out of a CW show. She uses TV arrows. Show. And you know, there was, back in the day, a very short-lived Birds of Prey TV show. Um, and I actually think for one of the crossover events that they did on the Arrow shows whether it was actually Arrow or, like, Legends of Tomorrow or something, they did, like, these episodes where they would bring these other multi... Like, the other I know they would do the Flash in. and stuff. Well, they did the Flash. They did, like, the they had a character from the Burton Batman. They had... They did Smallville. Like, all that stuff. And I actually think they had the cast of the Birds of Prey show pop up, and Harley Quinn was in that. Green Arrow tried really hard. They did. And, you know, like like Molly just said, we only watched two seasons. But, you know, people loved that shit. That went for eight seasons. And people watched it, and they eight enjoyed seasons. all of it. And The Flash is just now ending, and people watched that, too. I think The Flash was better, even though we watched less of it. Yeah. It's, it at least started better. I mean, I, I will I just say, liked like, the main character that plays yeah, Barry. Yeah. Grant Gustin. I will say, like, of the limited CW stuff that we watched, I, I thought season two of Arrow was actually enjoyable. I was hate watching it. Yeah, no, I actually liked that, which is kind of surprising. The best part about Arrow was the the John Barenthal-type character. Uh, Slade? Yeah. Yeah, Slade ruled. But, like, I, I checked in with all of those shows, like, anytime a crossover event was happening just to see what they were doing. And I was like, this all kind of looks like crap. And, like, Supergirl, I guess, was yeah, also in that. Yeah, Supergirl and... That Black Lightning, they, there were so many. Um, but yeah, I mean, every time they did one of the crossovers, I was like, this is some of the most ambitious shit I've seen done on this budget ever. So at least they, they did that. And speaking of that, I mentioned Harley Quinn was in that older show. She was actually supposed to be in Arrow. She's like, As like a character. Yeah, she, you hear her voice once when they're like in a prison. Uh-huh. Uh, and she was supposed to be in one of the episodes at least before, like, WB execs were like, uh, no, you're not allowed to use her because we're going to come out with Suicide Squad and we don't we don't want people to be confused. Which Whatever. seems like such a no one's dumb missed opportunity. Also, they have the Flash in both. Well, they must have known that that Flash movie was not fucking happening. But well, yeah, no, no. But no, Flash was in, I, well, not in Suicide Squad, but, but in uh, Justice League. Yeah, I, yeah. Look, they were making poor choices. Y'all. We're worried about the WB and its 
extending you it's extending universe yes it's a problem <laughs> anyway sorry to derail us again i just so many other dc thoughts were popping in my head with this movie which i think is a good thing but um a little bit disjointed episode a <laughs> uh, little bit um well going back to like where my notes are taking me i mentioned the breakfast sandwich earlier which is for me one of the the best uh the most beautiful takeaways from this movie and notably, Binging with Bavish actually made this breakfast sandwich on his YouTube channel, which I highly recommend watching. Uh, I don't have anything more to say about it besides the fact that it just looks delicious and it made me very hungry when we were watching it. Uh, and I was devastated when she dropped it. Yes. Devastated. Well, she has held a grudge against Rita ever since. Rightfully so. Which Rita's my next note is to talk about her. So one great character. I do think it's interesting how she's like low-key an alcoholic. And they just keep subtly bringing that up. They're like, have you been drinking? I'm like, wait, are they gaslighting her? Or is she an alcoholic? Because she's drinking at the end. Yes. She has a flask at her desk. um, You know, she's doing her best. Total non-factor. But I do love that she has, like, the DL on all of, like, the interrelationships of, like, all of the stuff. She's like, oh, well, that means Harley Quinn and the Joker broke up. So you know what this means. I'm like, I just love that she just is aware of things and she's like this is their spot so of course she's like doing it like it's for real like i just think that's awesome yeah it was a good like character trait i agree i mean and also like she is certainly an alcoholic because i don't believe that there's any cop in gotham that's not an alcoholic that's how could she literally the worst place where you could be a cop like why even bother the, the super the super villains just keep spawning out of the shadows but, uh, yeah, so having that, having her, like, do this whole, like, huge, ex- literally explosive gesture uh, after the breakup and that being, like, the plot driver of it being open season on Harley Quinn, I think that's such a great idea for the story. I just want to applaud whoever came up with that because I think it's just so fun. I love that idea. Um, there's like It a, feels, like, chaotic. Yeah. There's a, like, uh, um, there must be more than one, but at least one Batman story that I know of that's the same thing. It's like all the villains team up and they're like, all right, tonight we're going to go, we're going to go get him. Do and you it's think just like the whole Har- city's in chaos. Do you think Harley Quinn's uh, alignment would be chaotic neutral um, or chaotic evil? This Harley Quinn in specific, I would say chaotic neutral. Yeah. 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 Most would just be chaotic evil, but yeah, no. I think neutral sums it up pretty well. She's just looking out for her? Yes, she is. And I mean, so as an example of that, like, there's this fight that I love where she has this uh, shotgun the that's shooting, station. like, yeah, yeah, like paint pellets, kind of, or like Yeah, she's not things. killing anyone. Yeah, so yeah, they're like, all right, we're going to give you a shotgun, but you're not going to actually kill the cops. Which also just makes it so cinematic, too. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I love it. The use of color, and it reminded me of, she has that scene in The Suicide Squad where she's, like, firing the guns, and there's, like, flowers exploding mm-hmm. everywhere. It's very much like that. And Margot Robbie's, like... Having a delightful time. It's oh, yeah. So both of the police scenes and like the second one, we have all like the water coming up and stuff. And yeah. it's just like really good. I don't know who directed this, but it, it was really well done. I liked the use of the slow. I don't think it was overused. No, I thought it was like they they picked good times to use it. And yeah, I was never like, oh, my God, here we go again. Like I would with the Zack Snyder movie. And like really good fight scenes. And I feel like Margot Robbie was doing a lot of those. It seemed like I mean, it, I'm not sure. good at necessarily like, catching if, if that. If it wasn't her, then they did an equally good job of hiding that. Yeah, no, the, the stunt choreography was really cool. Super stylized. It was, yeah, it was great. I loved all the fight scenes in this. Um, the director was this woman, Kathy Yan, who directed like a comedy drama in 2018. Um, and then this. And hasn't done anything since? Um, she's been working on some stuff and she directed an episode of Succession. But that's it. Give this woman some work. It seems like she has a couple of things that she's been like developing. So going back to the Black Canary, that's also a really good fight scene in the street where she's like saving Harley Quinn. Also, they keep kind of referencing her mom. Is that significant? Because that I do think that could be 
like a lot of fodder for like whatever her movie is because they keep like referencing her mom and I guess maybe she had this singing thing too. I have no idea. I have absolutely because no like idea. Rita knows. Yeah, but I couldn't. I and couldn't she's tell like, you. I knew your mom and stuff, and I don't know. There's like it seems like there's a lot there which I am intrigued by, but I think the character was a little flat in parts of this movie. I think. Yeah, I mean... And maybe intentionally, like, compared to Harley Quinn, but... But they even did, like, more stuff for Huntress. She on, was like, funny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> In, I like, just, an awkward way. I just think in comparison, like, I get what they were trying to do with Black Canary's character, but, yeah, it just makes her seem flat when she's against, like, all these, like, more dynamic characters. Even if they wanted her to be, like, the foil to that, I'm not, like, enjoying that stuff as much. It's like, yeah, like Huntress is like so over serious and it's like a joke. Right. But Black Canary is just like serious. Yeah, which I'm glad they didn't do like the same thing. And like, I think all of the women had very distinct characteristics and like she was distinct. But I think whatever the direction was, I think it felt like I think she needed to be more like sarcastic or something like to give her something that was different than like Rita who's very serious and is not like like she's like all business. Yeah. And I think um Black Canary's supposed to be like Harley Quinn where she's like, I'm just looking out for myself, but then she also like cares about the kids. So I don't know. I think I, I wouldn't I'm like warming up to the idea of a movie with her just to see what more could be done there they would just need to tighten up her character writing a bit for it to work if you took this character directly as is she's not gonna carry a movie i mean if this was marvel they would do a tv show and i think that would be a better option yeah maybe they will maybe they'll change their minds it might but they haven't done any tv shows no they haven't but they're well i mean they've done peacemaker oh right yeah and they're gonna do at least one show in the batman universe oh right with uh, colin harrell so Anything could happen. Yeah, I forgot about the Colin Carroll show. Yeah, I I think they just were trying to set up a lot of characters in this movie, and it didn't didn't work as well for everybody, but that's okay. Also, I just realized that the detective's name is Renee. It's not Rita? In all of my notes, I said Rita. Wow. (laughs) Yikes. All right, let's just put that in post. You didn't hear anything. (laughs) Um... Another name I might have gotten wrong. Zaz? Yeah, I think that's right. Victor Zaz. Incredible pull from Griff to be like, that's the guy from the Mindy Project. Danny. Which is so funny. He was so funny. He's Yeah, such a shithead on the Mindy Project, though. And a shithead in this. And this. Slightly, <laughs> slightly different types of shitheads. He wasn't cutting people's faces off in the Mindy Project, as far as I know. We didn't finish it. Like, this is why I think it worked that Ewan McGregor wasn't as over the top because Zaz was. And, like, all of the queer energy, I was like, are they going to fuck or not? Probably. Maybe they, 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 yeah. He's, he's no longer with us. No. Rip him. But, yeah, no, he was, he was a great addition. Um, Yeah, definitely, like, helped make, in my opinion, like, what could have been a more crazy performance from Ewan McGregor. He, he definitely was there to like pick up a bunch of the slack. Um, and he was, he was down to cut people's faces off. You know, he's down to clown. Also is black mask keeping the museum from black Panther in his house. Cause that's all I could think about when they were like looking at like all the shit he has hanging up is that scene where Killmonger is like in the museum and then steals the stuff. Um, yeah, I guess I just was like, what this seems questionable. Also, I think we should have seen him be, like, the black mask more. Yeah, I I kind of had that. Um, I don't think I actually took a note on it. But later on in the movie, like, when he puts it on, I'm like, we have that, like, kind of reveal in a way. I mean, like, they call him. We see him with the mask on because Harley's talking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's our narration. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like there, there could have been more with him, like, in that persona. Because I with, don't even think he's wearing it when he's, like, cutting off those people's faces he's not he doesn't put it on until um like i think when they're like interrogating harley quinn yeah a a lot of the really big stuff happens like super late in this movie like the the little team doesn't actually come together until the movie's like almost over 
which is like fine. Well, that's I mean, it's fine. climactic, but I, I still felt like um, some of those moments could have been like bumped up a little bit. But at the same time, I didn't really find myself having a problem with the pacing of the movie. So maybe not. Yeah, and I like all of the stuff with her and the kid, and then she's been interact. She's been she and like Black Canary are kind of circling each other the whole movie, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like Renee's got Renee has her own plot, <laughs> <laughs> which um, is adjacent. I, I actually think that all pacing worked really well. It's just like his stuff. I think like if we're making such a big deal about him being the Black Mask. Either don't say it until the end or show us it a little bit earlier. Right. They they kind of picked like an in-between route. This is not a character that we that we know from this universe. And honestly, I don't think it's a character that a lot of people are familiar with, period. So they could have done a bit better with, with fleshing him out. Also, I like had a note, I was like, how could I forget that there was like a little musical number in this? And did it did it work? My next note is this movie is a musical. I mean, it is, but that part was literally like, yeah, yeah. I think it works. I think it was fun. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is like we're doing this now. Wait, wait, which part are you saying? Like, this is like when she was like being interrogated and mm-hmm. is like out of it and they're like doing like this, oh like, right yeah, like yeah. A dance i think that's when i wrote thing. that note yes yeah. exactly i think i liked it it was just like that was even like a, a bigger step up in like how stylized and like crazy it was from the rest it made the rest look very tame in comparison which i guess is fine but i was also like why couldn't we just like put the do this like a bit more in the movie it would have made it a bit more exciting like well, if you had this in you right like, let's let's bring it back well, they yeah. kind of made it part of the, like, it made sense in the plot. They didn't just do it to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's but true. I think the parts that they do it in the earlier in the movie, which is why I think the whole movie feels like a musical, is the fight scenes. The fight scenes feel like that, like yes, a dance. definitely. More than that. Um, and because they're using, like, slow-mo and stuff like that. Plus, they have, like, Black Canary singing in the club, which is not exactly the same thing. But yeah. they... I think, and they incorporate music really well in the movie in general. They do a lot of, there are a lot of needle drops. I The only one that kind of made me roll my eyes, though, is like the very dramatic rendition of Hit Me With Your Best Shot at the end. I was like, I, I get what they're doing, but at the same time, it felt to me like something that would be in a trailer, like a bit of yeah. a, a bit of a suicide feels, squad yeah. moment. Like they're like Too walking the in slow, just like, hit me with, <laughs> and it was like, it reminded me, not in, I didn't interpret it the same way, but like the beginning of Black Widow also had a dramatic cover of a song, but that worked really well um, because of like the, the nature of what was happening. Even, but even that like tripped me up for a sec. And then I was like, okay, I like this. For this movie, I was like, eh. Like, I genuinely think that this movie could be adapted to a musical and oh, work on stage. I think, I think you I should think do you it. Could. This would we got a lot of ideas. Be a very successful um, college production. <laughs> uh, also, a lot of people get their legs bent the wrong way in this movie. Oh, it's gross. Which is they did like a lot of um, like implied violence in this because they went to because because it, it was was it though was it I, I she don't doesn't actually, use curse words a lot. I don't think that is but true. it is pretty violent. Yeah, but I'm wondering, like, if the way that they do a lot of it is to circumvent, uh, you know, actually getting <laughs> rated R. <laughs> oh, wait, it is rated R. Oh, okay. So never mind. I guess they just chose not to be, like, really gory, which is fine. Yeah, because they don't need to. Yeah. This isn't... That, would be, that wouldn't go with this the isn't style. Deadpool. No, it wouldn't at all. It would kind of put... Uh, Put a damper on like this version of Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, shooting people, they're blowing their heads well, off. Well, I mean, the Suicide Squad movies are gory. Yes, and she works in that. But. Yeah, but that's like the the tone of those movies are totally yeah. different. Um, yeah, I I have we already talked about like this other fight scene uh, in the evidence lockup, or at least you know she's fighting through the prison and with like the baseball bat, which and the is, like, cocaine callback to the which is Suicide Squad. Yeah, the cocaine. I mean, come on. That's something that you could only do in in this movie. Right. That's where they could have done more musicals. Yeah. I thought that was, I think they put that in the trailer. um, And I was like, oh, wow. That's like, I mean, I I love it, but I wasn't expecting them to do that. But it's great. Yeah, the baseball bat. And then also, obviously, at the end, it's like her trunk of stuff. And you get to see the 
black and red uh, corset, which is like from the comics, but hasn't been seen in the mm-hmm. movies. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, the classic design. It was like a good way to like be like, we we get it. Like you know what's going on here. Just accept it. I did have a note towards the end. I was like, I don't know. I didn't know how much I was vibing with the police subplot, and with I have I have her name is Montoya, which that just it's makes probably me for the of, best. My name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> Renee. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think in in retrospect, it was like a good way to like follow the through line of the story from like an outsider's perspective, but I think like some of the stuff about like, oh no, like Montoya didn't get promoted. <laughs> like I don't. I I don't have that much invested in her plot, but at the same time, well, they all all of them needed a grievance. Yes, with men. Yes, absolutely. So I think I think like having talked about it more, it works better than like in that moment. I was just kind of like, and it's the best way to like show how another another perspective on Harley Quinn. Like, oh, see, we don't see her as like the good guy, even right. though she ends up pairing up. I think it's a good perspective to have. More of a enemy of my enemy type situation, I would say. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe I only had that note because it, that was like towards like the back end of when the movie. When she's and like I was leaving, like, all right, yeah. like let's get a move on. Also, I'm yeah. I did, look to be honest, I didn't take very many notes for this movie, um, and maybe should have been a slightly more attentive watcher. So I, I forgive me if a few details have slipped through the cracks for me. One character actress that I think slipped through the cracks was Allie Wong. Isn't that her? Yeah. Why? What a waste. Yeah. Like when, when she first popped up, I was like, Oh yeah, Allie Wong's in this. And then like half an hour later, I'm like, wait. Also, I don't even know who she's supposed to be. Like who, like I get that she works adjacent to the police and she's a rat. (laughs) But like, come on. Like that's where that's where this character begins and ends. Also, like a show that's like or a movie that's supposed to be like promoting like women, like supporting women, and then they have like another woman be the one to turn Renee in. I was like, what are we? What's the story we're telling here? Well, you can't trust them all. Clearly, but, but yeah, yeah such was, a waste. I don't know. I Hopefully I don't know what happened there. She comes back as Poison Ivy or something. So, she would be a good Poison Ivy. Yeah, I like Ali Wong. If you haven't seen Always Be My Baby and you want to watch a good rom-com, go watch it. So good. Yeah, I completely forgot she was in this until you just said that. So there's that. Um, also, we've talked so much about Black Canary already, but I did forget that she actually has powers. I know. The first time I watched it, I was like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we including this? Because it, it, to me, it didn't feel like it jived with the rest of the world. But in hindsight, and especially after seeing The Suicide Squad, I, like, appreciate it more, I think. Yes. But also, like, in keeping in line with, like, the grievance that I had from earlier, why did they wait until the last, the literal last fight scene for her to do it? They could have had, like, a cool scene with them, like, working in tandem. But it's really just the one bit. She screams once and then passes out. Is that her, like, discovering her power? No. Or just using she it She says, use your voice. Right. Yeah, I think it's a reluctant power. Yeah. It has to do with her mom. There's subtext there. Sure. I just wanted, I just wanted more of it. There's potential because we didn't have any other powered characters there. I'm like, why I know, why yeah. That's it's, why it feels weird, I think, because she's literally the only one. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of surprising. Um, But... I mean, for me personally, I'm I'm here at the end. We have like this little, like, um, car chase sequence, and then we're on the pier. And I mean, okay, this this action scene with her on the roller skates is really fun. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like the roller skates. I also like. I mean, the whole set piece with them in the carnival, one with uh, Zaz getting pretty brutally killed, just very slowly stabbed <laughs> by Harley <laughs> Quinn. Um, and then them like going down the slide and stuff. I thought oh, yeah, that was really fun. Oh yeah, it works really well. And it also, it's not like, oh, this feels contrived that they're here. It's like, oh no, this is her hideout. It like makes sense. Yeah. And also like, I don't know if it's the same one from the comic that I know, but there's like this, I mean, it's um 
I think it's the killing joke, like the Batman thing, which is like Batman and Joker having like a showdown in this amusement park thing. So I feel like it's, it is very Batman, even if he's not there. And obviously it's very Joker because just of the very nature of it. Yeah, I didn't have any other notes. I, I've always, I enjoyed the movie the first time. I was looking forward to seeing it again and how it held up as a second watch. And I think it holds up. I think so too. It's not like, nothing about it is like particularly mind-blowing, but... I think we just talked a lot about like the choreography of like the fights and stuff. I guess so. Especially like, I really like Shazam, but like they don't, like that's not a good... No, no, not at all. Like that's a a family movie. It is. And also because like we just said that like Black Canary is the only one with powers, that's like, this is an avenue for them to actually do stuff like that and not have it all just be CG. Like they took, they had an opportunity to do that kind of movie and they, they took it, which I think is really cool. Um, and obviously we, we had like a bit more we've had some of that throughout like both Marvel and DC's properties. Like that's why people like stuff like Daredevil and the new Batman movie was also the same way. It had like a lot of just like that hand to hand, like low key. We don't need people like flying all over the place. I'd much rather watch this than like the justice league fights. Oh yeah. Or like like, there's when there's no weight to it, it's, it's harder to be engaged. It's like, this is more real. Um, how do we feel about, uh, Black Mask's death at the end of this movie. I think it's it's very fitting and also very anticlimactic, which is also fitting. Yeah, I think I, it works. The first time we watched it, I was like, wait, what? I think it's funny because everyone's like, he is a threat, but he's like a non-threat threat. Right. Like, he could be taken down, but no one can do it because like everybody left Gotham or like the, that's the impression. So we're like just stuck with him as our like main thug. Yeah. Um, and... But, like, he is scary because he's, like, could go off at any moment. Right, but he's also just a guy. Yeah. He's just some guy, so. With, like, a lot of money. It's very fitting. And also, that's the most gore that we get. He literally blows into, like, 15 pieces. Pretty great. Or did he? Find out in Birds of Prey 2. (laughs) The musical. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone get on the musical superhero sequel train now. You said that as a joke, but it's not a not. joke. There's rumors that parts of the Marvels will be a musical. Wow. So we're gonna we're gonna see. This is the new trend. That would fit with Miss Marvel or yeah. Ms. Marvel. Uh yeah, not to go off on another tangent because we've had enough of those this episode, but the trend's out there. So we'll see. Well, shall we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Um, who do we think would barring Robert Pattinson and Technically, we know who the Batman is in this universe. But if we had a blank... What do you mean, technically, we know? Are you saying it's Ben? It is Ben Affleck. This is... Whatever. That would be a horrible movie. Yes, no, it's... Look, they they already... They ran into each other once in Suicide Squad, and I, I didn't buy that dynamic for a minute. He would be... That Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne does not work in this. But... Doesn't work at all. All right. Well, if we had a blank slate, who would be your pick? For a Batman in a Birds of Prey oh, sequel. Oh, have a, well, and a Joker. Okay, all right. Because I feel like that's more important to Harley Quinn, but. Well, yeah, but I was just thinking, like, because her and Batman have, like, that interesting dynamic. But, yeah, let's do a Joker, too. Um, I'm trying to, like, get... I can't pick Robert Pattinson. No, we got to pick someone that hasn't actually been Batman yet. It's more fun that way. All right, we're going to take a quick break and think about this, but you won't even miss us. Okay, we're back. We've thought about it. We have thought about it. I'm not really confident in either of mine because I posed a really difficult question for myself there. <laughs> but um, let's do let's do Batman first. And this is with Mar. Mine is with Margot Robbie yes, as Harley yes. Quinn. Okay, so I had well one. I had Tom Hardy because I do want to see them together on screen, but that's more of like a fun cast. I think he's a little too old to play a Batman to her Harley Quinn. Sure. But I, my alt, and I think actually would be really good, is Miles Teller. Oh, yeah. No, I think he would, yeah. I think that would I think he work. would, he's like, can be quirky, but he's pretty serious. And like, he would get like annoyed with her. But then like, I, I don't, I just, I could see it. Yeah. And he did such a good job at Top Gun Maverick. I'm like, he could handle anything. Yes. No, he could, he could do a good job with that. I think, and I think I, they're similarly aged. I think he's a little bit younger. Yeah, I just realized I have no idea how old Miles Teller is. 
Um, or Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah, no, I have nothing. Um, this is like a bit of an odd pull for a Batman, but I saw it on like some like fan cast list and I liked it because I've seen him be kind of like kind of do both sides of the coin. I think uh Nicholas Holt. I thought be, about Nick Holt. I think he could be an interesting like cuz honestly he's like kind of slotted at like the same He's too like baby type. face for me. He is, but also like but he kind of looks like Miles Teller. And could do like the Rob Pattinson like time, like that era of Batman well. And I feel like seeing him and like his like goofier stuff, he could bounce off this Harley Quinn really well. Um, just so you know, Margot Robbie's 32, Miles Teller's 35. Okay. So that would work. Let me see how old Nick Holt just seems young to me. Like I want to say he's our age, which is like 28, but he might be older. Yeah. Uh, let me see. And all of the stuff he's, he's, he's in. He's 32. Oh, wow. All the stuff he's in, which I know he's in like the show The Great and stuff, he just feels like young. Yes, he he, he honestly does. So, but maybe that would even work. Kind of feels like, like I, a fuckboy, you know? I, yes. Which would, but like, I'm imagining like him as Batman and Harley Quinn is like, aren't you like too young for this? <laughs> like, what are you doing? What about for Joker? For Joker, uh, Kieran Culkin. That's mine! What? And I felt really good about it. I cannot believe this. I wrote it down and everything. Oh my god! I think he'd be such a good Joker, and he's so manipulative in yes. Succession that I think someone could easily like throw away their whole life for him. Because I saw like um someone he's was a like, little short, but that's okay. I put him on platforms. <laughs> I saw someone. Suggest- no, I think it could actually work. Yes, <laughs> short a Napoleon complex. A little Joker. bit, a little bit. Someone suggested Macaulay Culkin, and I was like, nah. Kieran. Kieran. Kieran's evil. Like, I, he <laughs> Sorry, would be... Sorry, Kieran, you're probably not in real life. But you are in everything that I've seen you in. Well, not Scott Pilgrim, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. He would be, like... He would be quite unhinged. We would all be concerned. I would be really scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Genuinely scared if it was Kieran. Um, great. Well, wow. What a fun way to end. Good yeah. job, Graf. Oh, my God. Well... Maybe we'll uh, see these ideas come to fruition in the inevitable in the musical. Musical. Hope y'all can sequel. sing. <laughs> because you're going to be the cast because we can't afford to hire anybody else. And, but we can't. But we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, in the meantime, we, we are, are out, out of, of the, the superverse. superverse.